Yes guys, it's Kane and welcome to the first episode of my podcast, The Sit Down With Myself. And I'm looking forward to sharing my life experiences through sport and life itself with you all. So the first episode, but before we get started, I just want to give you a little introduction to who I am and why I've decided to start up a podcast talking about my experiences. So my name's Kane, I'm 23, I'm from Essex and I'm a young amateur footballer who's had a rollercoaster of a journey so far. I've had a lot of people tell me that I should start up a podcast. Some of my stories and experiences have inspired and motivated others, which has helped them mentally and physically in their life. So I thought, why not? Let's give this a go. Before we start, please head on over to the socials and give it a follow. Instagram, at Kane Brogan. Twitter, at Kane Brogs. Please find that in the description below and let's get started. So, episode one. Really, I just want to talk about early life. Um, I'm a young footballer now, but... As a child, I wasn't really interested in football. It was mainly music. It was mainly film. And yeah, I was I, was, I spent a lot of time with, with family. Um, and I never really liked football until a late age. I mean, a lot of my friends and a lot of my, my good, good close friends, they all played football. Um, and they started from around six, six years old. But for me, I never really started getting involved in football until around eight or nine um, which is quite late, which is quite late on. Um, in terms of development, a lot of a lot of boys tend to tend to start off earlier and get that extra development in. But for me, I started late, and later on, when you do, you look back on on things and you think, you know what, I should have started earlier. But I don't regret anything. I started at I started at that eight, late age, um, and you know, I'm I'm happy with how it's ended up so far. Um, but yeah, no, I wasn't really interested in football. Um, the person who really got me involved um, with with the sport is my uncle. Um, he, he he took me to West Ham um, to just to just for a day out. Um, he was a season ticket holder, um, and he took he took me to one of the games. And honestly, after one game, he made me get hooked. And honestly, I can I can just remember that first game walking up walking up through Upton Park. Um, I'm going out to, to the uh, to the seats, smelling the fresh grass of, of the turf, um, and honestly, it hooked me straight away. And this this was before the game, um, and obviously watching the game, it made me fall in love with it. Um, and from that, I went to every home game as a season ticket holder with my uncle, um, and I started learning about the game more. I started falling in love with it a lot more, and. Yeah, it's brought me to where I am today, basically, with the love of the game. So, yeah, that was early life as, as, as getting into football, really. But after that, obviously, once you start going to these to these games live, you want to start playing. And for me, it was a case of trying to trying to tell my dad, look, dad, look, I want to go play football. I want to go play football. I want to give it a go. And, 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 and yeah, so... Dad was buzzing about it, of course, um, and <laughs> he took me to trial for a local Sunday league side um, called LTD, and we was called LTD Comets <laughs> at the time. And I remember going over, and I remember getting involved in a training session. And after a few sessions, it, it, they signed me. Um, and obviously, as a young kid, you, you're over the moon when you, once you hear news like that. Um, and all you want to do at that age is, is kick a ball and, and enjoy it and have fun. Um, which is exactly what we did. And the team we had was incredible. We had a lot of talented players. Uh, a player that, you know, I, I talk to now, 
Um, he's a very close friend of mine. Actually, went on to to play professionally, um, and I'm quite I'm quite glad and and I'm quite lucky to have someone that close to who plays in a professional game who can still give me to this day tips and and advice on 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 the modern game. But yeah, no fair play to him. He, he's a fantastic footballer, um, and he he's doing very very well in his career. But yeah, we had a fantastic side at that age, and we won cups, we won leagues. Um, and we worked our way up um, the age groups and, and, and carried on being successful um, until um, one day that I decided that you know it, we, I want to move on. Um, I wanted to go to a different side, especially being at school with a lot of friends who play four different football teams, and I wanted to be with my friends. And I went over to another club, and this club uh, called uh, Tharrock. Um, who unfortunately are, are not around anymore. Uh, the club dissolved and um, pretty much folded up uh, a few years ago. But back in the day, it was one of the main clubs that everyone wanted to play for. Um, you know, being being the biggest club in the borough at the time, um, everyone wanted to go and play for them. And I was lucky enough to go over there with, with a few friends and, and, and you know, get involved. And, and then I signed for, signed for Farrakh. Um, worked up the age groups uh, under under 13s all the way through um, to to basically reserve team level um, and that was my break really that was my break and I worked so hard at that youth level to, to think you know what I want to go play football for this club I want to go play football for the first team eventually and you had to work hard if you don't work hard you don't get anywhere um, and that's exactly what I did I for some reason I, I, I tend to be a little bit different than others I adopt a mindset that if I don't work hard for something then I haven't I haven't proven to myself that I can do something and you know that's that's what I've stuck with for a very long time um, and for me working through the age groups at Farrakh I managed to get up to the reserve team level and I managed to push myself even further and harder to try and get noticed by the first team manager at the time um, it didn't work out. Uh, I played a, I played a, a, hand, a, a handful of games for, for the reserves, um, and it was it was such a great side as well. Again, um, with a lot of talented players that have gone on to do to do great things in, in football. Um, but you know, I started learning that you know at senior football, it's not all nice, it's not all pretty, um, and there was a time that after that reserve team level, I fell out of love with the game a little bit. It become a little bit, um, how can I say it? It become a little bit, a little bit serious, and I don't think I was prepared for it yet. So I took a risk. I took a risk. I actually wanted to go out and play football in America um, because I've got family in America, and I said to myself, Do "You know what? What have I got to lose? I'm a young, I'm a young player. I'm currently studying at college." what have I got to lose so if, do I go to America and try or do I just carry on here and just go from club to club and find somewhere that, that suits me so I did take the risk I flew to America and I didn't go out for a scholarship at university I didn't want to go and study I wanted to play football um, as a career and a lot of people said to me you know that's that's a bit selfish that's a bit of a, of a cheap way out, not wanting to go out and study out in America. But I, as I say, I'm, I was different. Um, I just wanted to go out and play. So I had to, to try and contact as many clubs as possible. 
um, in the MLS, in the USL. Um, and I had to, to try and find a door to knock on that would answer. And I'll be honest, there was a lot of clubs that I didn't get a response from. Clubs that I did get a response from, you know, that I was thankful for. You know, some offering me the opportunity to, to speak to someone. Some who said, you know, this, is, this, this can't happen, unfortunately. And I was grateful for those responses. There was one club that was local to my family who live in America who I managed to get in touch with. And all of a sudden, I got a reply that it was, you know, we'd be more than happy to, to have a chat with you about it. So <laughs> at that time, I was buzzing. And I got on the phone straight away to my, to my family out there. And I said, look, I'm coming out. This is an opportunity I, I, need to, I need to take. And if nothing comes of it, I'll do my research while I'm out with you. So I flew out to America, spent, spent, the, uh, spent a couple of weeks with my family, um, and as soon as I landed, I got in contact with the club and I said, I'm, I've arrived, I've landed. Um, I'm looking forward to, to sitting down with you and having a chat. Um, and yeah, it, it, it went from there. So I went and met the director of the club and we had a good chat. We had a good chat. And I told him about my, my playing career at home um, and I told him my, my vision and my sort of passion to play football in America. Um, and he was, he was honestly over the moon, and he'd he'd, he'd love to he'd, he'd love the stories that I told him. Um, and unfortunately, at that time of the season, he couldn't sign any players. But he did give me a few contacts that I could that I could use and try. And you know, some, some things like that I, I, I appreciate because it can be hard. And I understand if you are a club owner or if you are a director of a club, you have a job to do, and you've got to follow certain pro- protocols. Um, so for me, it was a case of okay, I knocked on the door, they've answered, but they can't, they can't give me anything. So that door was shut. But he didn't stop me researching. He didn't stop me researching and looking around at other clubs um, and looking at connections and, and thinking, you know what, I'm gonna keep trying. So I took the bigger leap. I took the bigger leap and contacted um, LA Galaxy. And believe it or not, I actually got invited to come over and trial out in LA and I was I didn't know what to do with myself I was over the moon I was delighted um, the excitement was just building since that email got opened um, and I know that I had to go home and work hard get myself extremely fit get myself to a level that I think that I could be capable of, of showing that you know I deserve to be playing at a pro level but you know I went back home I carried on playing um, for Farrakh I carried on playing to get minutes under the belt. I carried on training. I carried on improving, developing. Went to the gym. Got myself slightly bigger. Got myself more, more stronger. Um, and I had to prepare, prepare myself right. This was a massive opportunity for me. And especially at a young age, at 18, you had to, you had to dig in and you had to try and, and try and prove to prove to yourself that you know you can you can you can do this. And the day come, the day come around, flew out to LA, took my uncle with me, um, and we we chilled and we 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 followed we followed the book. And for me, I have to I have to remain as a professional. Um, I have to remain as focused as possible, especially for a big trial like this. I had to I had to adapt, especially to to Los Angeles' is, is weather and conditions. Heat was extraordinary. It was unbelievable. 
I remember stepping off the flight and it was just humid, sticky, hot weather. And someone that's, <laughs> someone obviously used to rainy, cold, mild weather back here in, in, in England. I wasn't used to that hot, humid, sticky feel. So as soon as I got off the flight, went to the hotel. And the first thing I did uh, was go down to the, to the hotel gym. And <laughs> I remember putting on layers uh, of, of underlayers, skins, um, if we'll call it that, um, just to increase the body temperature a little bit. I wore a jumper as well, and I got on a treadmill, and I went for a, I went for a run. Um, obviously, just to get used to the temperature, get used to the heat. So people said to me, you're mad. You're mad. How are you, how are you that professional? Why, why have you done that? Um, for me, it was just adapting. And because I wanted to show what I could do properly in those in those trials, so I had to had to adapt to the weather and conditions quite quickly. And I thought I did. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I did when I got off the flight. And after that, it was just chilled out for a few days, exploring exploring the city, um, driving to, to Las Vegas, and you know that's an experience that you've always got to try. Um, and just just enjoying a few days that we had to ourselves before the trials come around and. Um, I remember the trial day come around and, you know, I remember looking looking up at, at a sign, the Stub-Up Centre of LA Galaxy, um, arriving through the doors, arriving through the pillars of, of this whole entire uh, complex. And there was just pitches everywhere. Um, unbelievable surfaces. And the views as well from, from this stadium was absolutely unbelievable. And again, it just made me even more more determined to try my hardest and then prove prove my, to myself, prove to my family that I can actually do this and actually obtain something out here in LA. Um, so I remember registering with with um, the front office, and yeah, the first trial game come around, and yeah, it was interesting because there was a few other um, English players there. But they wasn't on my side. They was on um, a few, a few other different teams, and um, I had to play with a team full of different nationalities: uh, Chinese, uh, Mexican, Spanish, American as well. Um, and it was interesting because there was a little bit of a language barrier. Um, obviously, a couple of players spoke in um, Mexican, um, so it was hard to get around that barrier. But as soon as they found out I was English, um, they soon adapted and they and they told me. You know they can they can communicate to me in English, which is which, which was brilliant at the time, um, and the game started. And honestly, it was so hot, and it was it was a Saturday evening. It was oh my goodness, it, honestly, the, the weather was ridiculous. And within five minutes, I was just absolutely dripping, um, <laughs> and I hadn't been moving around as much um, at that time of the game. Um, and I I had to put in a lot of work. Uh, to get up and down as a fullback, uh, putting in crosses, making key passes, you know, defending, tackling, uh, heading. So a lot of movement came out of me over the next over the next 45 minutes. And honestly, it was mad how how the weather took it out of me. Um, and yeah, half time came around, and a lot of players were coming up to me and patting me on the back and saying, "You're unbelievable! You're like, wow, we've never seen a player like it." And to to have that to have that said to you by by different players from different countries is unbelievable um, and it actually boosted me up a little bit more and the second half 
I was in front of the technical tent where the coaches were, where the scouts were. And I had to sort of prove myself again and show myself up a little bit. And I become more louder, become more, um, I become more apparent that I'm in, I'm, I'm here. I'm actually here to, to show you what I can do. And I think they did catch an eye. I did catch an eye. Um, I can't remember the score. I think we, I think we did lose. I think we lost three two, three one, something like that. I can't remember really. Um, but for me, it wasn't I wasn't interested in the score at the time. It was about actually showcasing my ability and how I can play in a team. Um, and I think, I think I put a good demonstration on myself. Um, so yeah, after that, went off. Um, and we got invited into the ground to, to watch LA Galaxy. And this was the time that Steven Gerrard was out there, uh, the Gerrard era of Galaxy. Um, and I just remember this stadium being absolutely jam-packed um, with, with Galaxy supporters. And Gerrard walked out, and I've never seen so many people want want to see want to see this player. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was actually crazy, absolutely crazy. Um, and it just shows the passion that they've got out there for, for football um, and the way that the, the football out in America is is increasingly um, becoming better and it is becoming majorly, majorly a stepping stone for them um, as a nation. So um, it's a fantastic, fantastic opportunity for, for young American players as well. Um, but yeah, I remember watching the Galaxy game um, and that was an experience as well. And I remember going back to the hotel after that, eating well, looking after my body again because I knew the next day I had to do it all again. So... Um, yeah, next day come around. Uh, we went for a little walk just to loosen up a little bit, uh, get some breakfast and, and chill out. Um, and then obviously that evening again, I'd have to go and play another game. Um, and yeah, it was another, another, <laughs> another different sort of game. But the weather didn't help. The change of weather did not help at all. It was a blustery, windy evening, quite mild. I wouldn't say hot for an LA climate, but. Um, <laughs> it was it was definitely mild and, and windy, and that that changed the, that changed the tempo of the game a little bit. Um, and I played I played at the back with um, this Chinese lad, and we we become good um, we become good friends uh, at the time out there. And he was a fantastic centre back, fantastic player. Um, he'd been out in America for a long time um, and played for local sides, Orange County, um, and he. He, he he was telling me about his experiences, how how he got into football, how, where he ended up, um, and yeah, it was just interesting to swap stories and, and and learn learn about other people really from different countries, um, and it was nice, it was good. Um, and the game come on, and we played well, we played well. I believe we won. I think it was one nil. Um, and I remember the coach coming up to me at the end of the game, and he pulled me to the side and he said, uh, "Where are you from?" He's obviously he'd obviously read my my application and I said oh, I'm from from England uh, Essex he said okay and um, he was English as well so we had a little chat and I told him the club I was at back at home which was Farrakh and he said that he'd heard of Farrakh and you know at the time I was like oh small world this is this is unbelievable um, and <laughs> we had a little chat again um, and he liked what I did um, and we, we we topped it off had a debrief as a team um, and it was a it was a very 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 talented game if I'm honest a lot of great players um, and you know it was down it was down now to the to the coaches to decide you know who they wanted to to keep so after that I said my said my goodbyes uh, went back to the hotel chilled and at that time obviously 
when you're waiting for a, for a decision, you, you you got everything in your head. Am I going to get picked? Am I not going to get picked? What's going to happen if I do get picked? Oh, what have I got to tell? What have I got to tell my parents? What have I got to tell uh, my college? Um, what if it doesn't happen? What am I going to do? What am I going to do when I go back home? Am I going to continue playing? So on, so forth. So so many, so many questions in the head at that time. Obviously, when you're waiting for something like that, and it got later and later. Still didn't receive a reply. Um, and then obviously the next day we we just went out, chilled out. Um, obviously we did have to start packing at some point because we was due to fly home, um, and I still didn't hear nothing. Um, so it wasn't until I was in a car um, on the way to LAX and an email comes through and you couldn't read the full email until you obviously clicked on it so at that time my heart was racing I was like oh my goodness here we go this is the decision now this is the decision Uh, whatever happens Kane get on with it deal with it and we'll we'll, we'll see what happens got the email Um, unfortunately it wasn't to be Um, and at that time, obviously, when you hear a decision like that, you get shot to pieces. Um, your confidence decreases slightly. Um, you ask yourself, was it worth it? You ask yourself if you're going to continue or you're going to carry on playing. Um, and it was it was a real sort of frustrating and, and, and upsetting time um, when you get told no. Um, so I, I accepted it. Uh, I flew back home. And I know I know that I had to carry on. I know I had to carry on, and I stayed at Farrick um, until you know my confidence started getting lower a little bit because of the decision that got made. Um, and it did it did rip me apart a little bit, and I did fall out of love with the game. Um, and at that time, I left Farrick. I stopped playing for a season and a half. Um, a season and a half out of football is a long time. Um, and I didn't kick a ball I didn't you know even exercise I went off the rails a little bit I lost friendships I lost a lot of people Um, and that was all because of my decision to stop playing football and take a bit of a a patch really where I could do what I want and that was obviously to go down the pub to, to go out to go football, to go watch football, um, and just be, you know, away from playing. Um, and for me, looking back on that, probably the stupidest and most ridiculous decision that I've probably ever made. Um, if I, I, to be fair, I probably wouldn't still be playing if it wasn't for a number of people who I am really close with, who are um, high-level footballers, some pro some uh, a very high level of, of semi-professional football um, if it wasn't for them then I don't think I'd be playing um, majority of them said to me you're stupid why have you why have you stopped um, and that I need to get to a club ASAP to, to get back involved and start training again um, and it wasn't until I met one of my friends um, he was a goalkeeper at Ipswich at the time and we sat in the car and he said to me, why have you stopped? And I told him and he said, no. Nah. He said, you're going to go back. You're going to go go to a club. You're going to work hard. You're going to graft and you're going to get to, to a decent standard of football. And when he said to me, when he said that to me, I actually took that advice on board and I made a phone call there and then to someone um, who helped me get to a club. 
Um, and believe it or not, I've, I've spent I've spent the time at this club um, with a college friend of mine, um, and we've been we've been close friends uh, for a very very long time. Um, still talk now, very close friends now. But it's weird because every club we've every club I've gone to, we've been together there. So <laughs> it's like a like a little little friendship that sort of can never be, um, you know, cut up if that makes sense. Um, so we spent the time together at this club, and yeah. Um, <laughs> I had to get back in and work and, and work hard to get to where I needed to be to get to my level again um, to get fit to get strong both physically and mentally um, and again try and try and find an opportunity um, probably I understood that I, that I wasn't going to get a lot of game time because I'd just come back um, I wasn't the fittest at the moment at the time um, and obviously I had been out for a very long while so I understood that I wasn't going to get a lot of minutes but I did get opportunities and that helped me grow, that helped me learn, and it helped me get fit again, ready for any other challenges that might come around. Um, so after that, we left. I left that club. Um, it didn't work out again. So I went to another club local to me. Um, and I started off in the under-23s, um, and I had to work again. And I remember having one training session with the under-23s, and I got signed, um, which massively boosted my my confidence I mean one training session and you get signed you don't really hear that very so often so um, I was delighted to sign um, and get involved straight away um, and yeah I played a number of games for the 23s starting um, you know got myself on the, on the assist on the assist sheet um, clean sheets and, and winning games in a row and it worked out quite well for me and I built myself up and Again, at the end of that 23 season, I got told that the 23s was going to be uh, scrapped and there's going to be no under 23s anymore. So for me, it was like I'm back to square one. I'm at, I'm about a club again. But first team manager at the time at, Til uh, at Tilbury uh, approached me and said, "Look, come into pre-season with us, um, and we'll, we'll go from there. And you might get an opportunity to to, to play with us. Um, if not, I can give you a number of contacts that I can give you to, to go out and, and get minutes under the belt." So I was delighted either way with that. I got into pre-season with the first team and I worked hard, got amongst the boys um, and played a number of pre-season games, um, enjoyed it and it was becoming apparent that I was, I was settling in well. Um, and then a few days before the season started, uh, a phone call was made to me um, that I wasn't going to be able to um, be involved in the, in, in the starting 11 or, or make the bench um, because of other experienced players that have had um, more, more experience at that level. Um, we're going to get more game time ahead of me. And I understood that. I could accept that. You know, if, if you're older and you've been around the game long enough, obviously managers are going to choose those players. But the gaffer at the time had a contact. Um, and that contact was at the unique club that is Hashtag United. Um, and all I can say is, wow, what a club. Um, I remember going on the phone to, to, to the manager and... Um, he, he he obviously heard about me from, from the tour manager and I went over. I went over to play a game and that was my, f my first game for Hashtag um, in the furlough none. And honestly, it was an experience. Um, and obviously later on in, in, in the podcast, uh, in more episodes, you know, I'll obviously talk a little bit more about the footballing career. Um, but I just wanted to give you a little bit of an insight today really about 
you know my myself and my vision and the way that I am um, in football. Uh, and you're going to learn a lot more about me in the next few episodes. Um, so I'm going to hold it there for today. Um, <laughs> don't know if I've left it on a bit of a cliffhanger, but you know it's, it is what it is. Um, episode two. Look forward to it. But make sure you do drop a follow on the socials: Instagram at Kane Brogram, Twitter at Kane Brogs. I look forward to to talking to you again. Share this podcast. Make sure you do uh, contact me to see what you thought. And yeah, we'll go from there. Thanks again, guys.